0: Bill's Famous Cheese spread Studios and the Downstairs Pub. The Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. A Derby Week edition, which uh, I am very excited to say. Uh, over my right shoulder is the big fella, the tuna, Country Matt Kempf. And bellied up to the bar, a man who, just like Secretariat, is always moving like a tremendous machine. The fabulous one. Freddie Benders, right. fellas, welcome to the Derby Week edition of The Blockout. How are we doing tonight?
1: Doing you, good. You got any beef
2: jerky over there tonight? Pumped. No beef jerky. Dang it, man. <laughs> I was looking forward to that. I ate it
0: all on the backside. <laughs> you ate
1: it all on the show last week. <laughs> uh,
0: speaking of the show last week, I want to thank everybody who has listened and downloaded. We had a monster week uh, from a number standpoint. Uh, we want to thank, uh, our buddy Ike, Eric Eichenberger, Eric Eichenberger for coming on the show and breaking down the NBA playoffs. Uh, if last week was your first time listening and you enjoyed it, uh, we thank you and we hope you stick around and tell a friend. Um, we are on social media as always on Twitter at blockout pod. We are on Facebook. Just type into your uh, Facebook search Bar, Blockout Sports Pod. And uh, we are on, you can reach the show by email at pod at gmail.com. Uh, with all that out of the way, guys, uh, things are ramping up. Uh, the anticipation is uh, growing for this weekend's 149th running of the Kentucky Derby. Uh, we are going to have a full uh race breakdown as well as I wanted to uh I wanted to just mention quickly that uh the other thing that may means to me as a, a native of Indiana is the Indianapolis 500 which comes up at the end of the month and much like the 500 uh the derby is not necessarily just about the race itself the race is always very exciting Uh, the greatest thoroughbred three-year-olds in the world are running, but a lot of it has to do with, uh, tradition and memories with family and friends. And we're going to get into a little bit of that later on in the show. I wanted to kick the show off tonight by talking a little bit of XFL football. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) You guys look great uh dc defenders much as i predicted cake walked their way into the championship game uh tuna how did your uh squad fare
1: like we said th- well or like we said uh it was my mike tyson voice like we said it's tough to beat a team three times in a row <laughs> and uh they did not let that happen so the renegades luis perez played probably one of the best games i've seen a quarterback play in that league all year. Like he was throwing on a dime leading guys. It was, it was great to watch. Bob Stoops was dialed in. Um, I honestly going into that game, I thought it was going to be a double digit loss. Cause I have no faith in the Renegades yet. And I have changed that they're, they're playing that defense is, uh, it's, it's the top ranked defense in the XFL.
2: Right. So and their, it's, their their uh, past matchup was really, uh, good between yeah. those guys. You all,
1: we're going to have, uh, a full breakdown of the championship game next week. Right. Because we got a week off. Exactly.
0: And, um, just quickly, the championship game is played. San Antonio, San Antonio, the Alamo dome. That seems like a, uh, bit of an unfair home field advantage. Oh, for. Does uh, it?
1: isn't that on the other side of the state? Well, I don't know. It's still in the same state. Well, but Texas is huge. It's bigger than France. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm just a built i'm building in the excuses oh okay or if my team loses i don't think uh, you need much excuses here uh here a couple weeks i think actually it was a one
2: point game last time they played
0: uh yeah it was a, yeah it was it was one or two points it was like 28 26 um but as tuna said we will break the that game down uh Uh, much more completely on next week's episode, which uh, should be normally recorded uh, uh, as we usually do on Thursday night and released on Friday.
1: Didn't you like seeing all the uh, sad roughneck fans with oil rigs on their heads (laughs) in the crowd? There's just something about a grown man with an oil rig on his head. Just looking sad that I love.
0: (laughs) Um before we get to the derby, I did want to touch on uh a couple of other big things that are going on in sports right now. Uh first of all, the NBA playoffs, which as I discussed last week, absolutely delivers every single year. This year has been no different. Um the Game 7s were not necessarily or the Game 7 was not necessarily a uh an instant classic for a variety of reasons, but, uh, the second round is, uh, underway. And I wanted to get Fred, your thoughts, uh, quickly. Uh, I wanted to start with, uh, Denver, the team that I believe we all picked to come out of the West and, uh, how impressive they looked in game one.
2: I mean, they're, they're just hot. They're in, they're in a flow, the big man, I mean, what can you say? They they can't stop him. Nobody can stop him. Um, just Jamal way-
1: Murray's playing great, man. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: but the way that he can uh, just stand in the top of the key and make make something happen, positive, on a nice bounce pass, whatever it may be, or take it to the hole or shoot it right there, dude. He's he's kind of toying around with Kevin Durant. What, he's, he's fascinating
1: bit. to watch because. He's it looks like he's going two steps slower than everyone else on the court yeah. and he just makes all the right moves at all the right times and yeah you like you said it's almost like he's toying with people yeah i mean he he's just he uses for him to be kind of
2: he seems overweight or a little bit or whatever but for, he's elusive you know what yeah. i mean he's smart
0: and he has Crafty. i think uh he also has a tremendously quick first step that first step is what gets you where you want to go it's not necessarily what happens after that Chris Mullen was a absolute prime example of that especially late in his career when he played for the Pacers he he literally looked like he was on a slow motion replay while the rest of the team was playing it at, at full speed but he could still get past guys because his first step was so quick And Jokic has that ability, plus he's, you know, in the prime of his career, plus his size, plus his skill when he gets the ball in the paint.
2: Uh, Aaron Gordon's also a great role player and plays. I mean, he's taller than people think. He can jump too, obviously. But they have a good little uh, nucleus of guys, and they're
0: uh, kind of uh, in a nice little flow right now. And I also wanted to mention the other uh game one that was in the east, which is was a tremendous ball game, uh the Sixers and the Celtics renewing their rivalry. And how about James Harden, especially down the <laughs> stretch, man? That was some unbelievable, as Bill Raftery would say, onions on some of those shots uh and you know his willingness and his want to have the ball late in the game when the game is on the line. Uh, I, I just thought that was fascinating and uh apologies to Ike, but I really enjoyed that game.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. He, James Harden watching, that's like flashes of what James Harden was years ago. And right. It, it was really nice to see that again because I don't know, man, like I, I don't watch that much NBA and I, I associate James Harden with the guy that, is lazy at times, puts weight on when he doesn't want to play. Like I've seen that guy look super fat before. Um, and then it just seems like a week goes by and he's lost, you know, fifty pounds. He
2: just don't shave the beard.
1: No. And <laughs> I love that beard. But he man, he's unstoppable, it seems like. That guy was something else to watch the other night.
0: Well when he's in a when he's in a zone like he was in the fourth quarter you can't guard that. I mean he's he's Literally pulling up from, you know, 27 feet and then doing that little, what, the hardened step or whatever you want to call it. The euro. That a lot of people used to think was a walk. But then he's fading away from the bucket. I mean, you could put Wilt Chamberlain out there on a ladder and you can't
1: block that shot. Well, didn't the NBA change the rules to make it not a walk to up the scoring in the league? Uh, Well, I mean. So, it was a walk, but then the, they, they.
0: It. It might have technically been a walk, uh-huh. but when he was in his prime, they I never called it. yeah, I got you, and I think maybe they saw that, and too many people complained about it, like isn't that a travel? Yeah. They said not anymore, <laughs>
2: speaking of someone with a euro step that's uh, on fire
0: right now, you Steph Curry oh. Yeah, I mean that that was uh that was something else to watch. That performance in game 7 and Fred Freds uh sent a text on our text thread uh asking, you know, our opinion on if, if he is the if he's the greatest point guard in the history of the NBA and that my, was
2: before Stephen A started to talk about the next day. No, this was
0: <laughs> I don't even think the game was over yet when you were sending right. that. Right. And my initial thought was to kind of laugh it off, and then I started thinking a little bit harder about it. And obviously, metrics and the way the game is played, it's very difficult to compare, to compare eras uh, in the NBA because the game changes so much from decade to decade. In the current way that basketball is played, I don't think there's any question. Now, as a complete basketball player, I'm always going to take Magic Johnson because right. Magic could play all five positions and guard all five positions at you know an all-pro level. Curry does not have that ability, but as a facilitator and as a scorer, and just, you know, he's much like Harden. When he gets in that particular zone... As all great shooters, and I, I think it's probably fair to say that Curry is the greatest shooter in the history of the yeah, NBA. Yeah, I don't think that's a question. I mean, uh, is there even a debate about no, that? No, no, that, that, there's that's not, not. That's
2: now he's got the Gervin finger roll, working. right?
0: Yeah, and and he he has added a lot to his game. I mean, it's it's hard to say anything about his game is underrated. His ball handling is unbelievable. His ability
1: as a ball handler is maravich like see that's what i don't think he gets enough credit for because everybody's like oh steph curry shooter steph curry shooter but i'm with you he's uh, what he does with he his does little dribbles in is, traffic is something else he's, they had some uh,
2: stat they showed where he's uh that he shoots i think stephen a had it, it was like 85 percent or or something like that uh most shots in the paint or I mean, like in the maybe the playoffs or something. I'm I'm trying to think of what the stat was, but it was a pretty very interesting stat. But dude, I'm telling you, man, Draymond Green gets the refs in a quandary. He's in a quandary. <laughs> Everyone's in a quandary, and Steph's just dribbling <laughs> around like you know, it's pretty good, fun basketball. I mean, Kerr knows what he's doing out there, and or, or,
0: you know, Clay Thompson still has his moments. You know,
2: oh Clay Thompson for sure. Yeah, I, I mean Trace uh, Thompson's
1: brother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but uh, Looney, hey uh, Tuna, how about you know Looney?
1: Yeah, man, he I mean, had, he's what, been 20 playing twenty and twenty. He's the just other a big old oak night? tree yeah. out there.
2: Yeah, I mean that's what he's doing. Rebounding and defense is all he's there for. Where did he? But play? then he scores like fifteen. College. Come
1: UCLA. Come on, okay. And I, he was a. Uh, I thought he was familiar to me from the college. game. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I'm not quite sure if he wasn't a McDonald's All American or something.
1: I, I believe he
0: was. Yeah, actually, uh, we have well, uh, yeah. we have game two of the Heat Knicks series being played right now as as we record. I must be honest with you. I did not see a lot of game one. Uh, it's unfortunate that Jimmy Butler was injured. Um, and
2: he's in the junkyard
0: as we were talking about prior to the show starting tonight, a lot for a basketball player, a lot of times those ankle sprains can really be something that lingers. And I hope it's not because I know tuna, you were talking about how much fun you've had watching him play. Yeah.
1: Jimmy Butler has been great. And it's, um, I don't know. It's it, like I said last week. It, it, we all said it. It just seems like more big stars are getting hurt in these through these playoffs than ever. Guys are sitting out. Like Embiid was sitting out. Uh, when's he gonna? Be, is he gonna be back soon? Or I think so. Okay. Yeah.
2: You,
1: oh yeah. Embiid. Yeah, but uh, with with this Knicks series, there's no way. I I wish that we could gamble in the state of Kentucky right now because before I left, before this game started. The uh, Knicks were only a four and a half point favorite, and that's you know right after the Jimmy Butler news broke, and it would have been nice to get a bet in before that. But I can't see the Heat playing with the Knicks without Butler. So, well, the Knicks are tough, man. They I
2: tell you what, their front office who's normally been shattered by everybody, especially the press up there, but they have done a pretty they they hung with Julius Randle, the lefty. And and then you know picked up they they kept some of the guys and you're like yeah they're they're the same team and you, and then all of a sudden they get some of these Villanova players Hart right uh, they got yeah. little, the little yeah. guy from uh, Dallas who's great Brunson and man and then I uh, RJ Brunson. Barrett Chandler Brunson's been a yeah. beast throughout these playoffs oh, totally. I love him I mean they're scorers and defense and they play hard defense and then you got uh, RJ Barrett like. Mm-hmm. Six seven point guard, plays kind of like a poor man's magic. He has some plays like that. He kind of looks like him the way he plays because he can dribble for a big, big man. Or a big man, you know, small forward. Uh, but he plays small forward or point guard sometimes. Or right. shooting guard.
0: Right. And that's, the, just to quickly circle back to Magic Johnson, that is one of the things that uh when we're talking about comparing eras and things like that, Magic Johnson's game translates to every era of NBA basketball ever played. And I think that's a that kind of a testament to his greatness because he could if he was a rookie coming in next year, he would completely fit in with the way that basketball is played now.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, and when he came in, I don't think the the thought process of a 6 foot 9 point guard was unheard of. Right. So, yeah, that, yeah, I'd put him number one more than likely. So,
2: yeah, quickly over here, he plays good uh, for the Knicks. And then you got the kid from Houston who's a transfer from Kansas. Oh, yeah, for them. Yep. Uh, Puts in good minutes. But I think it's going to be the NBA is going to be fun. We're getting closer to where they're going to start battling. I think Embiid needs to quit falling and flopping around. He, Every time he falls around the free throw line and out of bounds, I mean, I see him do it frequently. Like, Anthony Davis does that a lot, too, where they, like, throw their bodies around when they don't have to.
1: Every time I turn the Lakers on, I feel like Anthony Davis is getting up off the floor somehow. I know. (laughs) It's crazy. Like, I don't know
2: if he shoots a fadeaway or something. He's falling out. But he falls a lot for a big guy. And he gets hurt a lot. And so does Embiid. Like
1: You think they're hurting themselves while they're flopping?
2: <laughs> I'm not kidding. When Embiid falls, I mean, it's usually around when some dude's shooting a free throw, and he's just trying, and he gets pushed in the back and falls into the photographer. I'm like, why? Why do you have to do that, anyways?
0: And let's not forget, we've completely uh, just passed on the fact that the Lakers are right where I knew they would be, or where I assumed that they would be. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the uh saw the news about Dylan Brooks today.
1: Yeah. What was uh, that?
2: I missed that. I are uh,
1: not going to re-sign him under any circumstances.
0: They basically told him you're not welcome back and we're going to make it public so everyone knows that you're not welcome oh, back. Oh wow. Yeah, it was it was it was a uh it was kind of a different awkward. type of Yeah, it, it's very awkward. It was a very
1: Memphis um <laughs> Memphis esque moment. I'll <laughs> okay. say that. Yeah, they 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 embraced the city love right there and said, <laughs> uh, "You're gone, buddy." So I
0: thought that was uh, you know that was some interesting news late breaking in the afternoon. But the Lakers uh, Warriors series is going to be must yeah. watch TV. Even oh, though yeah. even though the games start at ten o'clock local time, I will. It's like
2: the old days.
0: Yeah, I will try to find a way to. Uh, be awake and and watch uh and watch that series going forward um i also briefly wanted to touch on something that i don't follow very closely and i don't think freddie does either but when the playoffs start uh the nhl i watched the florida panthers boston bruins game the other night uh I had forgotten it was on until about halfway through the third period. And A so battle. I watched that and then the overtime. And, I mean, on ESPN tonight, they said it's the biggest upset
1: in the history of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, most wins ever. They're like, you've seen eight seeds beat one seeds. That happens, I, I, honestly, in the hockey more than any other sport. But... The Bruins, but they they had the winningest record in NHL history,
0: right for a regular season. Yeah. Yes,
1: they were the top dogs in the league, and they just blew it. They blew it right when when Florida scored right there at the end with like I think it was like two and a half minutes left in the, in, in the game, and in, in the third period, and you could tell like Florida it was Florida's game because all the Boston players just got tight. They played that overtime tight. Right, all they the, played everything was,
0: was just tight. All the pressure shifts yeah.
1: shifts to them. I mean, they're supposed to win. And you know, did you see what Florida's doing to get uh, a, a nice uh, home ice advantage when they play the games down in Florida? I did not. I think they're down in South Beach is where they play it. It's um to get a ticket when you when you order it online. You have to have an American address, so they're not selling tickets to Canadians to come down there.
0: That's oh the game. Is that legal? I don't know. Though. I have no idea. I don't know. They just said, "Suck it, Justin Trudeau."
1: Oh my God! I I I had not heard that. Yeah. Um. Now that's not to say that these crafty Canucks can't get on. Um, you know, StubHub and get the secondary market. Uh, yeah, you just, I uh, yeah. mean,
0: uh, you have to have one of those VPNs,
1: I think. You I have think one of those VPNs, like. They're going to have undercover just to see if uh, they see anybody walking in with a Tim Hortons or not, and then they're going to stop them at the, uh <laughs> not let them in.
0: <laughs> and,
1: uh, you know, I, I didn't have a lot
0: to say about the NHL, but I did want to uh, reference the fact that that, that, that game was tremendous uh tuna
2: watched a tight game too didn't you
1: oh there's been tons of these what hockey was that games. one game tight. you
0: were talking about that was crazy
2: i went back and kind it was of watched, that one it watched, was that yeah. one when i oh, texted well, I you there guys was a different one too well there,
1: there was there was um uh i think it was the kraken and the Avs. oh right and it was ah. game six not the game right. seven right but that that was a fun series also like who would to see the kraken just like rebuild in like one year we're well, not rebuild build yeah Build, um, make
0: their own, yeah,
1: make their team.
0: Absolutely, it's kind of like it, it. And I don't know the ins and outs and how these, uh, you know, the expansion drafts work or whatever. But the Vegas team mm-hmm. did something
1: very similar. Well, to they that. were there their first year, right? They were, I think, in the finals their first year. Yes. So, yeah, that's. Uh, I I don't know how they do it. I guess they they draft players from existing teams, and I, I don't I don't understand how that works, but. Maybe I should at this point, but um, either way, hockey the playoffs have been a blast. Oh, dude, this season. I'm
2: telling you, hockey playoffs are fantastic. Not uh, so is the NBA; it's fantastic. But yeah, it sucks the, that it's the, all uh, happening at once. I but, feel
1: like the NBA season should start Christmas Day, and in that way, we can end with the playoffs. Right before football kicks off, right. No, you know, I'm you can have you. that like month I of know. August dedicated to NBA totally. playoffs. How cool would that just,
2: be? Just I almost want to want when there's an NBA playoff game on a hockey playoff game. I usually like to turn the NBA game down and listen to the hockey game. Mm. You know, I mean because the excitement.
1: I just Especially. love the fans like slapping the the glass like <laughs> and the horns. Is, yeah, ran. yeah, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> and I, I'm not sure that there's a that there's a sport that translates better to the modern HD televisions and the surround sound systems than the NHL, especially in a big game. Uh, I've actually done this before where I've disconnected my center speaker on my surround sound that brings the announcers in. Okay. And the rest of the speakers, all they do is pick up the sounds of the stadium and the ice. So it's like being at the game. Hell yeah. And, the, you know, the sound of the skates on the ice and when they do those
1: quick stops. <sighs> are just smacking their stick on the ice yeah. like everything. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I'm with you. The HD, I used to not watch hockey because I could never see the puck. And right. then there was that short stretch where Fox. Fox put the blue orb around the puck. And right. all the hockey hardos yeah. were like, no, this is terrible. It's ruining the game. And I was like, they went away from that. I'm like, well, there goes my short stint watching hockey. And then the invention of HD television came, and out. it completely changed watching hockey on
0: television. I mean, I think it, it completely changed it.
1: The two sports that's affected the, or well, I guess there's three that I feel like it affected the most was golf, hockey, and baseball. Baseball, when you can see the seams on the ball, yeah, that's that was a game changer, and um, you can follow the ball a lot better on some of those pitches. Um, and and golf, it's
0: not just being able to follow the ball better, golf, it's the the way the course looks,
1: yeah. or where the ball's sitting, like yeah. on a divot, or with the blades of grass, right. the way they're facing. There's, yeah, you, uh, t- and you can read the golf balls like that's insane to me. Yeah, so, um, and
0: so that brings us to the real reason that we're here. Oh wait. B- the has, big paychecks we wait, get from this well Freddie i just has i one, thought I, I wanted to knock
2: something out here for a while i thought we might t- talk about the nfl draft sure and what happened and then go into the derby stuff for the sure yeah um what did y'all think i mean i was looking at some of the grades throughout the week and um it was an exciting draft i have to give tuna some credit Because he was all amped up on our last show, I I hope that you all—I'm sure our our listeners were amped up. Because Matt, our tuna had tuna, Matt had his stuff working. I was impressed on a couple things that he predicted. How about that big bet?
1: Oh my gosh! You cashed out. How about that? Can you talk about that for a second? I needed that one. Um, I had all right. Obviously one of my big bets that I I wanted was Will Anderson going number two to the Texans. Well, when they drafted CJ Stroud, I crapped my pants because I was like, (laughs) there's no way D'Amico Ryan's is going to let Will Anderson go. I didn't know that they were going to trade up to the third spot. So that hosed me on the bet. Obviously Kansas city didn't take a tight end in this draft. So I was out. So I had one sitting in the, in my back pocket with Devin Witherspoon Getting drafted to the uh Seahawks. Part of me was like, Well, Pete Carroll, he's ready to build up the Legion of Boom again. He's gotta start from the from the uh, cornerbacks out. And he did, and that one paid out eleven $1, hundred and twenty seven dollars. Nice. So I needed that one. Hell of a hit, Tim. Man, I need that. I love that. that. One. So I love when the late one comes and saves the day. But as far as this draft goes, I think the biggest question I got don't pay attention to the grades that right, uh, I got they you. give out. Like, they should grade drafts five years from now. Exactly. Like, that's what we should look at. Um, But there's two things. What is Dan Campbell doing? I I don't – like, don't get me wrong, I like the players he drafted. I just feel like he could have traded down to get the guys that he wanted. I think Sam Laporta may be the second best tight end in this draft. Um. Jameer Gibbs taking a running back at 12. Don't like that. Not at all. I mean, he's going to be great. He's going to be productive. Apparently,
2: Swift was an issue in the locker room, is what I've heard. And then they trade him away.
1: I'm I'm with you there, but I feel like they could have traded out of that spot. Jameer Gibbs was oh, going to no, be available down at the twenties. Right. There's there's guys panicking to move up to get their guys. Don't,
2: doesn't, don't Detroit have another running back that's really good? Is that Abdullah or uh, who, no? Amir or am, I, or am I showing my while? age?
1: Jamal Williams is gone. Yeah, now? no, I, he's 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 not there anymore. Okay, so um, they really don't have it. Uh, no, they they had Swift and um, I guess they 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 went and drafted uh, Muhammad Ibrahim. Also, right. from Minnesota. Yep. They got him in the sixth round, I yep. believe. No, undrafted free agent. They signed him just, um, what was it, yesterday or two days ago. But, uh, and then another thing is, I think I could work in the Philadelphia Eagles front office and just say, <laughs> we're just going to take the best Georgia player on the board. Well, I, I mean, what, that's... Uh, this is unbelievable. That what, is. what, what, what... I mean, I get what they're doing, and honestly... You just put that right on a tee for Freddie. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've seen him over there sweating and shaking. <laughs>
2: I mean, are you kidding me? Like, uh, I mean, not to only draft him, but then trade for him, too. And, uh, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't take the kicker. Uh but, uh, no, it, it is – I mean, I mean. then you listen to the front office guy. He's like, this is what we're doing. We, we've <laughs> done the, the work and we put the work in to talk. And you're like, wow, okay. I mean, I mean, I get that you're doing it by your picks, but then you stand by, you know, that it wasn't uh, a couple where, well, we thought we'd get him or him. It was like, no, we were pinpointing these guys.
1: Well, that's what I said the other day when you texted about the cornerback um, recruit or uh, the cornerback from Georgia that left Georgia to transfer to Louisville just the other day. Right. And I said, well, he just doesn't want to live in Philadelphia when he gets out of college. <laughs> so he he got out of town. There you go. That's so, right. I'm, yeah.
0: Rodrigo, uh, Rodrigo <laughs> Blankenship is uh, looking for a job, I think. Uh, maybe he could. <laughs> uh, be an equipment manager. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, social media guy or whatever
2: but that was a rather bizarre part of the draft as well um i do think the panthers and texans had a pretty good draft uh
1: it was i i really like what the ravens did I, I think going after zay flowers they got odell beckham in the offseason they finally get lamar some weapons the one thing i said that i thought was going to happen was deandre hopkins was going to get traded before that weekend He was real close to uh, a couple teams. I think Buffalo, Kansas City, and um, the Ravens were all in on him. But they just could not get a deal worked out. And I think Arizona in their front office is a little crazy and was asking way too much for a 30-something-year-old wide receiver. Even though I I feel like he's in his prime right now, he's going to have a big contract that's going to have to get paid out.
0: Right.
2: So I I do have to say that I know the Lions – I just kind of like their picks, though. That's I thought, what I
1: said. I love their players. I mean, Brian I just, Branch,
2: Jack Campbell, Hendon Hooker. I mean, uh, you know, and I know I understand the Gibbs thing, but, man, mm-hmm. I really think that they they kind of boosted their team with some pretty good players. That, that's
1: exactly what I said. I, I love their players that they took. I just felt like they could have traded down to get those players and then came out with, with something else on top. But, right. But you know what? Dan Campbell – <laughs> you got to respect the guy. He's like, I don't care. This is the guy I want. If you watched him, did you see him in the, uh, they, every time they go to their war room oh, yeah, and he's just back there tackling dudes every time they, uh, I know. A draft pick. I know. It's like after the pick was, uh, I'd be on the other side of the room. than that guy, I mean, he's a
2: monster. Right. And I like the Bengals picks. I think you were happy with your chiefs picks. Uh, Travis, how was your first pick? Oh,
1: I forgot about this. One.
0: Well, honestly, when the colts made that pick my my initial thought and the, and i think a lot of people's thoughts was you know what are they thinking why would you do that <clears throat> and then the more i listened and the more i read and i actually watched several interviews with anthony richardson who that's who the colts took with the first pick i'm not saying a, you know i I, I I don't grade tape or anything. But, man, he is a great freaking kid. He's a great kid with a great head on his shoulder. I think he has the right attitude. And I also think that the Colts are in a kind of a unique position where nobody expects them to contend for a playoff spot this year or go to the Super Bowl or anything. They have Gardner Minshew there. Maybe Minshew plays for for a season or as long as he can, and you have Richardson there learning and working with these guys, everybody, everybody, to a man that I read, said he has the highest ceiling of any quarterback in this draft. The question is... He's got the lowest floor also. He needs to be developed. Well, you get to the NFL, guess what you do all day every day? You work on your football game.
1: Let me ask you a question. If you were starting a new job and you were meeting the person that was going to train you, would you want any other man walking through that door besides Gardner Minshew? (laughs) Uh, I'll follow that man to the gates of hell, dude. (laughs) And, man,
0: he was on... You uh, sounded like Patton there. (laughs) He was actually on a local radio show that I listened to in Indianapolis. He was on there yesterday with the interview, speaking of Minshew now, and he was great. He's, always, He's great. Always, always great, and I I, I do think it, it's kind of a perfect scenario. Uh, and then Chris Ballard, the GM for the Colts, just went out and basically just said, "We're going to take the best athlete that we can find that's available." And you know, it doesn't. I don't think he, they even really cared about after that first pick what position he wanted. The best athlete available, and well, he sure can jump. From most things that I saw, a lot of people seem to think he's fast too. That the Colts did a, a, a had a nice draft. I no, mean, they I got, think they
2: did. How about that pickup from North Carolina, wide receiver Downs, Josh Downs? Josh he's Downs. good, very he's, good. He's a
0: small
1: guy, but man, he finds ways to get open.
0: And they had him as the as the number one slot receiver on mm. the board. Um, Julius Brents, the quarterback or the cornerback from uh, K State uh is another, you know, mm-hmm. freak athlete that uh and you know, the Colts I think a lot of people think the Colts are better than they are.
1: They have a lot of they have a lot of pieces. I agree with that, Travis. I keep hearing like they're a quarterback away. No, they're a quarterback away. I don't and believe like, that at I all. I don't think so. Like and first of all, like we talked about the AFC is just a different level. The Colts in the NFC, I'd say maybe they're a quarterback away. There's just something about AFC football. It's loaded with talent. And all these players, like, anytime there's a big-name player available, it seems like they end up on an AFC team. Right. And I'm like, why? What's happening here? But the Colts, yeah, they're several pieces away from getting there. And I think the thing is, is they play in that division that's been very winnable. Right. And now I feel like the way that Jacksonville's progressed, I don't think that division's going to be winnable for for a while. No, and I and – I think that that puts the Colts
0: in a unique situation where I think the pressure to a certain extent is a little bit off of the front office. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how how the new coaching staff and and all that works out. But I was uh, I was actually very pleased with the direction that they took in this draft. And I think looking to the future, you know, you you have no idea how these picks are going to pan out, but. I like the idea of getting faster and stronger at every position if you can. And they took some risks, which I think is something you need to do when you're in a position like the
1: Colts. I think you guys definitely ended up with the better of him or Levis. Um, I don't know. Levis yeah, may Levis have a better fell. career. I don't know. Um, I think he went he to fell. the right place with
2: the Titans. I do I too. Really do. Yep. If yep. there's ever Backing someone up.
1: that can put him in check and his his little arrogance, it's Mike Vrabel. Like, right, you know what I right, mean. That guy right. and, and Tannehill's Hill's a good guy to learn from. Yeah, um, I think he is.
2: I think and he he's prone to get hurt here and there. And I think Levis will end up popping out there. I'm not what's sure. What's funny who the three is,
1: is three of these rookie quarterbacks are all in the same division. I know. That's crazy. So they're I gonna know. they're gonna have four games against each other. Or you know, so that's gonna be. Uh, well,
2: I thought it was exciting. I thought it was fun. The beginning of the draft was awesome. I uh, had a few people over. We watched at the capstone. It was. It still brought all the energy that it always brings. But yep. The
1: NFL just runs the headlines, don't they? Yes. The way they do it. And then here in like 10 days, the schedule's about to drop. And right. then they're going to be talking about that for a while. And then yep. OTAs. And it's just, yeah. And they, I,
0: I, I would like to congratulate your Kansas City Chiefs for getting the best undrafted free agent into your camp, Cam Jones, linebacker from oh, Indiana. okay. <laughs>
1: Hey, Andy knows what he's doing, man.
0: Yeah, I was I was very excited to see that. I wish he would have got drafted, but I I he. I bet you know he what? Makes That's a team. spot
1: of need for us. I honestly. bet he makes the
0: team. He yeah. he, he would have been drafted. He he was a All Big Ten mm-hmm. linebacker for Indiana who got injured in the first game last season and didn't get to play at all his last year. So I mean, he was not on a lot of people's radar. But, man, I texted Freddie, actually, when I saw that, and I said, that may be the best undrafted. I mean, speaking kind of facetiously as an Indiana fan, but he's a freak athlete and was a really good player who would have been drafted if he would have been healthy last season.
1: And I tell you, he's got a path to make it because at inside linebacker, we have Nick Bolton, and then behind him is a big gaping hole. So he's got a spot. So if he earns that.
0: Well, I sure hope so. Yeah. Um, with that being said, the reason why we're here, <clears throat> here tonight, it's Kentucky Derby Week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm not bringing it. No, no, that's not. C- c- has moved on. I thought that was the name of a horse that ran um, today. Guy's been on the backside the last two days, 5 a.m., Backside of the track. Backside of the track uh Churchill Downs not the, just passed
1: out on his the, back. yeah uh,
2: the smell in the air the horses out on the back the smell of hot straw <laughs> and dirt it really and, is something
0: uh, it really is something and i'm i've, I've been fortunate enough uh through freddie and through some other friends of mine to have been able to go to the backside uh on Derby week for the last several years. Uh, I actually had the opportunity, a very unique opportunity last year. I was on the backside on Derby day and was back there with all the real horsemen, the horse people, whatever you wanna call them, the people that are there every day. That make it happen. Yeah, and uh, that was super cool. Freddie and I were out there uh, yesterday morning Uh, Had a great time, got to see a lot of Derby and Oaks horses out on the track. Um, As I mentioned earlier in the show, you know, the Derby itself is a two-minute-ish sporting event. But the weeks leading up to it, the things that everybody in this town does, nobody goes, you know, Friday is an official holiday for Oaks Day. I don't think hardly anybody in this city is, is working right Thursday, Friday and or Thursday or Friday, and probably a lot aren't working tomorrow on Wednesday. It's mm-hmm. just accepted. Um <laughs> I'll
1: be there Thursday.
0: You guys <laughs> and Fred is a uh is a derby maniac. I mean he is our Mr. Derby, you know, a guy that's uh kind of seen it all, done it all. I wanted to kind of get to the root and and to the thing where it's so much bigger than just a two-minute horse race. Oh, yeah. And I've only lived here since 2002. My first derby was in 2002. I was in the infield when War Emblem won the race. Um, But I have, you know, it's something that I always enjoyed even when I didn't live here. But... As a lifelong uh, Louisvilleian and somebody whose parents I know were super into the Derby uh, for your whole life, just take me through a couple of things that maybe your mom and dad have passed down to you, or traditions that you hold, or- like
2: sneaking in alcohol. Yep, yeah,
0: that would be one of them. <laughs> I'm That's kidding. a Derby no. tradition. No,
2: uh, that dude, would be one no, of Travis, them, Travis. Like uh, you know, the the Derby is just you grow up as a kid. It's like When you get old enough, you'll be able to go. But the whole time you're at school, you know, you're having outside on, on what, Thursday, Friday. Mm -hmm. You're doing, you know, all the kids are out with their horses they made out of sticks. It's like derby time everywhere. And they get it. Even kids know what it is. But... You know, it's like you grow up with that and then you end up getting old enough where you finally go to your first derby. I think mine was uh, 1987, Alashiba. Okay. When uh, I went there and after a soccer game, bam, met met, met up in their little spot, which was kind of infield, kind of in an area that is kind of uh, roped off now. But it was really cool. Uh, I can remember as a kid when... uh, my family, my dad's favorite Syracuse, uh, Catholic Irish Italian, uh, they were, they were, uh, they are a great bunch of people and they like to have a good time and uh, I can remember them staying at like my uncles, my mom, or some people stayed with us, they had hotels and it was like that was the year of uh, genuine risk and spectacular bid right? back then and I can just remember those. Uh, and it was just a blast. You know, they come in town, and, and, and then as you get older, you start going. You're like, we're going first infield. Tuna. I know he knows what that's like. <laughs> hey, this is our first infield. We're getting up at 7 o'clock in the morning. We get in.
0: My first derby. What do we do?
2: Crack open a drink, a, a, a beer, or something. Yes. <laughs> you know. My first
0: derby in, a in 2002 was in the infield. And it's funny because growing up, I had... Kind of had this romanticized vision of what the Kentucky Derby was from watching it on television. It looked like it was, in my mind, Churchill Downs was Keeneland, you know, <laughs> surrounded by the rolling hills of Kentucky <laughs> and the beautiful grass. I remember the first time uh, my buddy and I, when I mean, we had lived here, maybe less than a week. I moved here in September of 01 and. You know, back then we didn't have the, uh, the the ability to do the GPS on your phone, so like we had mapquested on the printer how to get to to Churchill Downs, <laughs> and as we, I think we got off of two sixty four, uh, which is kind of like the expressway that goes around Louisville, onto Third Street, <laughs> and it's and it said like we were only point eight miles away or point six miles away, and I said. Well, this can't be right. <laughs> Look where we're at. <laughs>
1: but, this is a pretty shady area but, of the town.
0: But it was right, and uh, that first year going into the infield, I didn't know what to expect. I, I guess I didn't realize how big it was, and I thought I'd be able to see the race. Of course, you couldn't. But it was still a ball, and it 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 uh, you know furthered my interest and my love into the kentucky derby um but you know there's also those traditions like fred for years had a party
2: a saturday uh a, a derby kickoff right saturday the balloon race the mini marathon all the things that uh go on in louisville you know what i'm saying and then you have the party and everyone you
0: know leads up to it and and have the thunder over Louisville? Yeah, you know, always yes, kick, always kicks off. Yes, always, and down down on the riverfront,
2: yeah, the boat race, which is tomorrow, the great steamboat race, yes. if you will.
0: I'll see you there.
2: Yes, uh, chow wagon, which is something where families and friends and kids go and. Kind of like the fair, eat good food right. you're down by the river. They've been going on for years. That's what you did when you got a little older over in high school, correct, Matt? I mean, yeah. you don't remember the chow wagon. No, I
1: definitely remember the chow I remember when the chow wagon was different places throughout the city. They had one on Dixie Highway, they oh, had yeah. one at the old Bigs out there end, off uh, Shelbyville Road. Right. And I think too many people were getting stabbed, and uh, so they just stopped it. And Well, I'll tell yeah. you what.
2: I'll tell you one year, and they never did it again, but I won't forget it because I was in high school, and it was wild. It was the best place to but meet But they had girls, it, it at, Oxmoor, at Oxmoor Mall in the parking lot, or maybe the Mall St. Matthews. I think it was Oxmoor and uh, and not the Mall St. Matthews. One or the other, but it was insane. Like, can you imagine Shelbyville Road? We're, and, folks, mm. this is a big, busy road with everything on it uh it was crazy but i mean they were, but it's like now, dixie highway but now that's downtown and you you got the child wagon and, and just all the things like you said the events that lead up to it and then remember
1: the old central block party
2: oh yeah <laughs> yeah mean, that was back something in the else. day yes uh and then you know cruising
1: the, on broadway oh man You're, i know yes. I, was, I never cruised broadway yeah <laughs>
2: and then and then you move into to now what's called Thurby, which is a Derby Thursday to most of us. But now it's kind of become the locals thing, uh, even though today was called 502 Area Code Locals Day, which was even... 502's Day. 502's Day is what that's called. So now that we're starting to name every day for something, and it's a party, and you got to be able to pace yourself Folks. And uh especially <laughs> if you're at the back side of the track at five AM or six AM every morning. And
0: trust me, if <laughs> if Freddie's telling you to pace yourself, mm. you better freaking pace yourself.
2: Because if you're going to you know, you gotta go talk derby and talk with the horsemen afterwards at some of your local watering holes. Right. So. And
0: and that's one thing that I love about going to the backside. Uh, typically Fred and I, I mean, God how long have we been going to the backside together? Probably fifteen years, something oh, yeah. like that. Oh yeah, and the great thing about it is, a lot of times I'll see people there that I see one time a year, and you know it's hey Travis, oh, good to see you here, and 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 all that. and then you start talking about what did you see? Who's your horse? You all know, right. do you like this one? Do you like? It? And it's just something totally unique to the Kentucky Derby, and to our city and uh yeah. it, it it it's it delivers every year. All the
2: news channels, everyone's yeah. doing their shows there, the weather, this, that, and the other, the free donuts and coffee donated to the salvation. You just Army like the bathrooms in the back. It's fantastic. <laughs> and there you go again. Hey. And uh but and and then going to, like after the horses work out, they go out to the back and of course they get a quick bath and wash off and you go there and you're standing there looking right next to them. And you're looking in their eyes, and you're going, that's my horse. Yeah, and- Fred,
0: Fred actually took some great pictures uh, yesterday and today, and I'm going to uh, post those to our Facebook page. So anybody that's interested in some uh, unique pictures of derby horses on the backside, please check out our Facebook page. Yeah, we got
1: Forte and a Little little tap It. Um... <laughs> I think your camera's weird. <laughs> look, look, you look at like several pictures of that horse, and Tapping it just looks Christ, so folks. so much bigger He's than just, the pictures that you sent is today. Not
2: bi- as big as you think he is. I'm telling you, it really shocked me
0: at first. Tuna, what, what what's your first memory of the Kentucky oh, well, Derby? Yeah. All right, yeah. wait,
1: wait, wait, it's not so much the Derby. It's all right, keep in mind, I grew up. The reason the track's kind of special to me is my dad always took me there when I was like really really young, and. Um, I just remember it always seemed like a place where there was like these dregs hanging out. Like it'd be like these guys just down there betting, and and they look rough, and everybody's ripping cigarettes. And the the, the you you mentioned it like it's not in the best part of town, and there's just strip clubs everywhere around it. And I'm like <laughs> I'm like I'm grown up. I'm somewhere I'm not supposed to be. And I'd run up and make bets for my dad, and they would let me make them as like an eight year old kid for better or for worse. Yeah. The area around the track is not like that anymore. No, it's gotten way better. Oh, no, it's, it's gotten right. way better. But this is at a point in time, right. like late right. 80s. I just wanted to yeah. say that for yeah, people we reminis- have, just, so that have never been there. And then one time when I was out there, uh, my dad hit a pick six. And uh, it paid out like $64,000. And I remember just losing my mind. And, and one of the races, oh it, my was, God. it was the fifth race of the sixth. It was a photo finish. And I remember the horse's name was Poker Joe. um and uh it was it was one of the coolest moments so i've always kind of been and you know i went to high school not far from the track um and so we'd get out of school at three o'clock and shoot down there at age 16 17 and they would let us make bets and we'd have just a great time right when we got out of school i had an english teacher that would go right down there and handicap horses all day (laughs) and it was it was a lot of fun and then that turned into derby i guess my first derby was um uh, 1988 was Winning Colors won that winning one. Colors. And then there was 1991 was my second, and that was Strike the Gold, I believe. Um, yes. And it, it was just so weird to me seeing the track on those normal days as a kid. Like, you're just random Tuesday in the middle of the week. And then what it was at Derby Day. It was like a completely different atmosphere. And right.
0: now with the super expansion of the mm. Giant, which we haven't even talked about, Churchill Downs added an enormous grandstand in turn one that looks like a World Cup soccer facility. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it really does. It has this giant overhang, and especially in the morning. You're
2: sitting in individual seats like you're watching a, a soccer match or, or, a or a football game. game it's right. crazy. and I can't wait to see what it looks like and uh, during the day. To go
1: back to that, like winning the pick six, just um, two years ago I found uh, – the um, we were cleaning out a bunch of stuff from Dad's office, and I found the program oh. that he had where he writ wrote down all the, you know, winners, and it's all listed on there. And um, so, my God, that's a priceless uh, artifact. Yeah, dude. yeah, that's sure, it is. And I, I want to get it framed. Um, but I don't. I probably should. But I open it up and I take those exact same numbers, and I bet the pick six on it now because I just found really? it two years. With those exact same numbers that he bet the I to win, love that. how cool is and that? And he's buried over at Calvary Cemetery. So every Saturday morning, of Derby day, I go over there. I sit down, have a little word with Pops, you know, hold the program, and I then love we, it. you know, and someone I and make that the truly bets. appreciated Derby yes. and had
2: great time, absolutely, and yeah. Tuna, that's
0: what I love. What was your dad's name? Chris. Chris, Chris, R. I. P. And. uh Maybe you can send us some divine intervention and uh send us all a winner this week.
1: Yeah, man, he loved horses. Man, man that is that, that that's a great
0: freaking story, man. Thanks, dude. Yeah, he
1: called the uh, animal kingdom upset. I remember that one. I was oh, like, "Who do nice. you like in this who you like in nice. this derby?" And he's like, "I'm really kind of big on this animal kingdom." I was like, "I don't see it, dad. I don't know why you're so big on this." Right. And he's just going through it. And I was like, "All right. Well, he called me immediately and, laughing or immediately after just laughing at me. That, like, that, I told you to do it.
2: That's what's great about it. like, like uh, through everything you've said, you name the horse. Then mm-hmm. one like, oh, I think my first year was and you name who the horse yeah, it's, was. It's, right. Like then your you. dad, you know who the horse was like my dad won on. Uh, I remember he one of his mm-hmm. famous little wins was real quiet. No. And he kept going all the rest <laughs> of the night. He was going shh real quiet <laughs> and, what was the first uh, derby
1: horse that you hit on
2: the first derby horse i well actually uh just uh the first derby horse i ever hit on was spend a buck when i was in on grandma's couch watching it with my grandparents <laughs> <laughs> but i did send my bet with my uh, dad and my mom and dad i sent my bet with them and i did win on spend a buck so uh but my the the first one that I truly uh was the first derby I was at was Sea Hero. And I won right. uh, I won okay. some uh pretty good money on that. I'm I'm trying to test the year and I'm gonna say nineteen ninety four, maybe. Uh Sea Hero or ninety three. Nineteen ninety three is my guess on that. But uh uh 93. 93.
1: There you go. Lil E.T. was right before him. And yeah. Strike the Gold, my second yes. Derby, was right before that one. So.
2: And uh, and I know everyone listening going, oh, I know mine. You, you know uh, what I'm saying? And that's just how it is.
0: And that's uh, it, that's what's so cool. And that's uh, – we're going to talk after Derby. We're going to get into some Indy 500 stuff. And that – I don't think you can uh, – like the comparison between the two is so similar from, you know, it being passed down from your parents and where you sat the first time you went to the Derby or the 500 who won the first time you went to the Derby or the 500. It's just such a unique thing for our cities to be able to identify with. And I feel very lucky to, uh, have been involved in, in both those things. And, Nothing will ever take over the 500 for me, but the Derby is a very, very close right.
2: second. My old Kentucky home, I mean, come on, right there in the, when it's the sun shining and you're out there and it's like just totally intense. I'll tell you one more when the Derby moment that I had uh, just at Derby that I won't forget with my wife and I, but uh, we weren't going to go. I know some people listening heard the story, but we weren't going to go, and it was kind of rainy. And then all of a sudden, around noon, and we kind of some people went and toughed it out, and other people didn't. And we're like, "Well, we're going to do something today. We're going to meet up with them somewhere later on, or whatever." And we finally decided, "Why don't we just go? Let's go." And I was like, "This was not long ago. Uh, this was about probably uh, thirteen, maybe twelve, thirteen years ago." Um, and, uh, we decided to have, I had my, uh, I had my, wore my fake Bama championship ring and we, we, <laughs> I, I, and with my suit, I had like cowboy drink. boots on and stuff, drink. So we pull in, I'm like, we're going, I've been going the backside the whole time, uh, the whole week. So I'm like, we're going to pull in the back and we'll park by one of my, my buddy's barn over there. Uh, and uh, a friend of ours and uh we so i pull up to the guard and he's looking at me he's like okay what's up and i'm like sir i've got at least 10 minutes to get in there and see my horse run i'm late i've had some things that have happened this is a lie but <laughs> but i'm like and sir and uh, i need to get into this spot right here by barn uh 28 or whatever and I had my hand hanging out the window. And he goes, oh, okay, sir, you got to get in here. He goes, I think we can get you parked on that one side. And he's like, uh, and he's looking at me. I'm like, oh, I think it's not going to happen. He goes, roll tide. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And, and I think he thought I was like the kicker or something, the, the holder. And he like, roll tide. And he pointed. <laughs> and we pull, so we pull in. We park. We got a track. My wife goes, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to get to the other side? And I said, we're going to do the quarter mile breeze. And the quarter mile breeze, folks, is when you go across the track, on the track, along the rail. Yeah. In front of the whole grandstand. And everybody there, which now it's even bigger than it was. And we went across and we're walking on the dirt in between races. And it's like 1.30 in the afternoon <laughs> or two. And I mean, it, you know, and that folks is almost the tip top of Derby time is about between three o'clock, around three o'clock.
1: I feel like you have to turn and like pump the crowd. up, <laughs> and,
2: <just> and dude, <laughs> so we're walking. Other people are owners jockeys horse people that's what they do to get from one side to the other and uh but we were but they don't really say nothing if you're dressed up and you're going across to the do they're thinking you may be in a. anyways it was the greatest rush i've ever had in my life like people are just hanging off the head da, da, and you're <laughs> like you can just hear it as you're getting towards it and then we get into where the the area where the horses go into the paddock and we're like she goes what do we do now and i'm like i don't know we need to get in one of these doors and someone just happened to open it, and we slid in. We were, we were in the paddock, and it was, anyways, it was one of the greatest things ever. And I know some people listening have done that during random times, but I've never done it on Derby Day Yeah, in with the sun back out and literally uh, at high, high time, if you will. So yeah,
0: that is, that's kick-ass. Yeah, that's awesome, man
2: but uh uh I do have some things jotted down here for the people that I and I know you all do too on some uh picks
0: yeah so I wanted uh to let uh Freddie really just uh kind of dive in right off the top here and you know give a breakdown of who he feels well, we don't need to go through all 20 horses, oh no but, no well, yeah. but but give a breakdown of the horses that uh, you feel have a Legitimate chance not just to win, but possibly hit the board. And then at the end of this, uh, we'll all give our picks and maybe a couple of bets that we all plan on making. So, Fred, with that being said, the floor is yours. Breakdown Kentucky Derby 149.
2: Well, okay, guys. I mean, I think we have to start with a horse that is obviously more respected Than any of the others based on his win rate, uh, wins and so forth, and what wins they were, and that would have to be Forte, uh, which I have number one on my board. I've seen him up close. I've watched him get washed off. I've seen his demeanor. I've seen his stand and the way that he stands and carries himself. The way that he has ran on the track, Uh, and he is all muscle, athletic. Uh, guys, let me tell you, he is, uh, he really changed some of, he, he moved up my board and really he should have been, he was at the top all along, but you're always trying to find with 20 horses and what happens in this race. You're always trying to find someone and, and you want to have that win, man. Like not the favorite. Yeah. Everybody has a half the people have the favorite, but I really, sometimes it is the truth. And I feel like that, uh, that, he deserves to be the number one horse. Tuna, are you? Uh, have you have you seen Fort? I mean, have you been keeping tabs on Forte at yeah, all? Yeah, absolutely. Course?
1: And that's it's something I want to say is like a lot of times when you're breaking the Derby down, it, it's it's the you know the cool thing to do is to take the favorite and just throw them out and say I'm going to beat that horse. I can't see any reason with this horse why I would leave it out of my top four. This horse should finish. Um, all it I needs agree. Is a good, clean run. I agree. Uh, yeah, so.
2: I mean, a lot of people think that he had that the Florida Derby took a little bit out of him because he had to catch up to Mage towards the end to win it. Uh, I, I agree. I, I see where people are coming from with that, and I also think that at the same time when he was going around the track before he got to the straight uh, to to finishing it up with mage that he wasn't really utilizing that much energy. And I felt like he was just like, look, I'm a winner. I'm going to win this race. Like (laughs) he, once he sees him, he's coming after him. And I think that, uh, he came out of it great. He's been on a long layoff. I mean, a decent layoff from that. So I think he's fresh and ready for a big race. I really do. And I know that other people around, uh, Louisville that, uh, that, uh, handicap and do things like that, which by all means, uh, by all means, folks, I am not a handicapper, and uh, we are just having fun with this. And I, I just love. I go through it from the, from February in and have my book, and people crack up and everything. But I also update my top twenty, and until it gets to Derby, and then right like yesterday, I do the final, my final twenty in order, and I just think that a lot of people are on Forte. Uh, and I think that if you see him and you look at his races, you you just have to have him up there uh at the top. Totally uh, agree. I I I do want to say that he is in the top three in Bayer, Briss, uh US uh USA uh, well time form, all the little categories of speed and stamina that are out there, he is rated second. Out of 20 horses. And
0: he's also coming out of the 15 post, which is a, probably a pretty good spot for him, wouldn't you think?
2: Uh, definitely. And I want to say that uh, a little stat here that, I, uh, that, that, that we have on the show is eight out of the last 12 Derby winners have come out of the 13 hole or bigger. Right. Okay. So you're thinking 13 hole or bigger. Uh, How long got, has it
1: been since that's happened? You say the last how many years? Uh,
2: last eight out of 12. Eight of 12. Oh, okay. Eight of 12 when years. When did they
1: go to the uh, gate? The auxiliary gate? The one that's further off. You know off what? Now.
2: That's a good question, but I'm maybe thinking, was it six, maybe, years ago okay. or something? Uh, it's been a little bit. Well, I but remember when it was basically COVID. right on
1: the rail, and like that right. first horse almost had to take a hard right. Right. Well, yeah. you know
2: what? They fixed that where the one hole's not a problem anymore. Yeah. Uh, but, but if you don't break out of it, no one really wants to be in the one and the two hole. And mm. unfortunately,
0: Brad Cox has two
2: force two horses in that
0: uh, situation, right? Which, which brings me to well, you, verifying, th- which is one of the horses well, that, that we like, right that, that we like
2: and, and what, and what, and I'll get into them here in a second, but, uh, but what I'm, what's going to happen is one of them horses going to sacrifice for the other. Is what I almost think. I mean, they're both of them are going to have to get out of the gate as fast as possible. Hit show and verifying. They're from the same uh, uh, trainer, and it's just going to be. It's a tough uh, Fred draw. You know as well
0: as I do. If one of those two horses has to sacrifice, which one it's going to be? It's going to be be Hit Show, and of course, of course, it is. Verifying is (laughs)
2: going to pop out. Hit Show is a has been a respected horse throughout the the year. I do believe that. Um and uh, you know, I I I mean I I have him uh rated on my on my board uh as the eleventh best horse in the Derby. That's that's me. But uh but I think that verifying uh is gonna have to pop out of there as fast and he's gonna he's a front runner anyway, so he will be. I have him as number five. Um but that gets us into my number two, and we'll just talk about because he's going to be one of the favorites too, guys, and that is Angel of Empire. That is my number two. or the so Arkansas Derby winner. Um, uh, I do think that that horse, as I've said in the past, is always seems to be in the right place at the right time. And he's got some speed, and he's got some maturity, and... Uh, I, I've that I have him number two because I've always liked him from the get go. That's kind of been my horse, uh, and he's
0: going to be breaking right next to Forte.
2: Exactly, he is also in that in that stat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's so, he's in the fourteen hole. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, I, I think he's Brad Cox's number one horse. Uh, personally, I, th- I I like him over verifying just because of his body of work, but. Uh, uh matt are you on a or tuna are you on angel of empire tuna matt?
1: I don't have him in my top four okay um, okay nothing against him good horse um well, we're
2: getting to your horse pal <laughs> i know well we I, I know what you're i i mean well, I've got four, but i know but you're okay so and we I, I wanted to go to practical move practical move is a horse that's really moved up my board that is mature. Um do any of y'all have him on your board at all? Santa Anita Derby winner? I do. Okay. Um, I only bring him up because he's another horse in the right place at the right time. And he is number three on the uh or I'm sorry, he is number one uh guys on the these speed the Beyers, figures yeah, okay. speed and stamina figures of buyer briss uh usa scale time form all that t- practical move has the highest numbers Now, i have
1: a question about the speed figures um those are done regionally right so they can vary yeah that but so like, those like can be way different weighed, tracks yes, different
2: surfaces and different person yes, doing the taking yes, the time yes they're on the surface at like like for instance the third one, I'm going to tell you who that is on the speed figures. is might surprise some people. It's uh, two fills. And that's pretty impressive that two fills ha- is third on that list of speed and stamina. But you're right, Tuna. Two fills was on a synthetic surface mm-hmm. at Turfway for the Jeff Ruby Stakes. So that does have to factor in how you're looking at it.
0: And practical move comes out right in the middle of the field in the 10 spot. And, folks, I have a stat for you on that. The
2: most derby wins in derby history are in two different slots, five and ten. And and that's Practical Move and Tap It Trice, exactly our next horse. Right, which is nope. a
0: perfect segue.
2: Our next horse is, we got to talk a little bit about this horse because there's not controversy, but there's different... A lot of different feelings on this horse. A lot of people love him. I know Tuna's been on him. I've been on him. Everyone has. I mean, the strides on this guy are insane. Uh, Matt, don't you think you've seen his races coming from
1: behind? He looks like the pictures that I've seen that you sent today does not look like this horse when he runs. This horse has such a long stride. He, he does. looks muscled it's, up it's, when he's you running. You know what? His chest
2: it's, and head are not that as big as they look. I, like it's what was so all the talk about him
1: getting caught up in the gate from being such I a know. big horse and not going to be able to handle this field because of how wide he is? It's like I don't see. I see length. He's tall. Yeah, he is tall, but he's just kind of.
2: He's just, well, I mean, he's not small, you know but what? he's just not as big as you think. I don't think. care if
1: he's two foot tall. I like the way that this horse is right. Hey, I hate to. how much momentum he's building. Like lately, it seems like he's the, yeah. the trendy the, the pick number right two, now. The yeah. number two pick. So hopefully that kind of fades off a little bit because I definitely like him in my top four. Well,
2: he had three
1: numbers out of four in those speed figures, so he's mm-hmm. up there. Uh, and I heard he said he's had great workouts all week. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah.
2: And, and quite frankly, mm. all these horses have actually, to be honest, with you if one of them hasn't really uh shown the best workout it's forte mm-hmm. uh uh but i've also heard through the grapevine and you hear these things on the backside uh sometimes that he he's not a workout horse
1: well he sure was showboating today at the schooling when he was prancing around he pletcher, don't like to do it. He pletcher had all three day. of his horses out there Did, and they were, yeah. yeah they oh, were uh, buddy i was there yeah
2: i was there uh yeah they uh He looked down on tap of Trice. I think I sent y'all a text. I said, he's looking at him going, hey, what's up, little man? (laughs) Uh, Because Trice was kind of lower than I mean, he seemed a little smaller than just because he's. Like I said, man, I think he's a grower, not a shower,
1: dude. He's going to buck up when he needs to. Right, right. Because every race that I've seen him run, he's looked just like a bigger horse than what he's going against he's a closer yeah. he's
2: a somewhat of a closer i mean
1: it's almost like it takes there, him a minute to get going but once he, he gets yes, going it's
2: it's game on for sure um and uh I, I mean um he if he doesn't have any gate problems and he doesn't have any traffic problems i mean look out folks here he comes uh, his strides are what make him look bigger than what he is. I think I, that's I it really is. do. Like uh, 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 there's a horse out there that was running across uh, the dirt that was just kind of gliding out there, and that was Confidence Game. Yes, um, he was kind of just like, "Hey guys, I've been here for ten weeks. What do y'all been doing? This is my turf." And uh, he was just on that dirt, hugging it, and look, he looked so comfortable and uh we're he big, is we're all definitely
0: big, on my list.
2: Right, right. And and we're all big fans of Keith DeSormo. and uh I think it would be a great story if uh, a, a a buzz style backside buzz horse a little bit confidence game still at 20 to 1. Uh, in my opinion is a horse he's one in the slop it, it won't be raining so we're not worried about that. The weather outlook looks great uh for Derby Day. Oaks
0: is the one that looks like a little uh in question on rain. And that but
1: still may stay south of us. From
0: from a sheer number standpoint, uh has anybody worked out better than Confidence Game? Oh no, I think Confidence Game has had some of the
2: best works. You're talking fifty nine, uh some fifty nines out there uh all over the uh at least two or three times at least two I know. Right. Um and it just seems like hey man you got to think about it gosh he's been out there forever uh on the track um, and he
0: hasn't raced in ages and he's been he, there and
2: that's the question mark you know he it hasn't is. raced it in is. in uh in 80 some, or i forgot how many i forgot how how long the layoff has been but you know you assumed he was going to be in the wo- or the uh, bluegrass or something like that especially winning on a sloppy track uh, when verifying and uh, reincarnate both had really bad trips and uh, may not be mudders, if you will, you know mud horses that that do well in that. Uh, but uh, so that's the the other question mark. There's a couple there, but the ways training uh, and everything. I have confidence. Game is my sixth best horse. We've talked about verifying guys. He's my my on my five on my board. I didn't want to pass him up after tap it trice but uh i think i think it's safe to say we've all that most most people are thinking forte angel of empire and tap it trice guys don't you think that most people that you talk to have one of them two in everything they're talking about
0: yes hey Mm -hmm.
2: right And, and everyone usually has those x factors who's your long shot who's your you know, I have, a, I have a thing where I'm like, who am I scared of? Who have I thrown out? And you have to throw horses out. We respect every horse in the Derby and their trainers and all their staff and what they do. But you just got to throw a horse
1: out, man. You can't bet them all. And that's the game of horse racing is trying to beat the horse. Right. There's... You know,
2: and, and it's nothing bad. I hope some of these horses go on to win the, the Preakness and the Belmont and everything mm. else and have great careers. But, um, you know, I, I like Mage and Kingsbarns are two horses that scare me that I just can't bet on. Uh, I'm not going to, but who knows? At the end of the, when there's like 10 minutes to go, usually you're like, dude, I'm going to go put 20 I, on that horse.
1: I'm with you. Those are, <laughs> those are two that that scare me up there. Um, any Pletcher horse is, is scary, but, um, and then Mage, obviously, what it finished second in the Florida Derby. Is that right? right? Yeah. Right. That's, um, and Skinner's another one that, Skinner's a horse me. that I don't know anything about. Well,
2: he's just come in, uh, you know, he he's kind of one of them also eligible. He's never really shined mm-hmm. shined all that great. Um he's kind of he's had like a couple thirds, but I think what a lot of people are looking at with him is that his last race really showed a lot of people something. He was third in the Santa Anita. Uh people he's kind of a closing horse out of curling. Um, everyone says he is a distance horse. Like the Belmont is something that he would like to run in. Kind of like Angel of Empire. They're both like, they like distance.
0: God, man. Has there been a better, uh, stud horse than Curlin? Uh, The last several years. My
2: God. A lot. Good magic's been up there. there. I mean, there's, there's, uh.
0: Unbelievable. There's
2: a few, um, I mean, but, but I think verifying is a horse that, Man, he's gotta take off. He has to. He has no other choice in the two hole than to take off. And what happens, folks, if if you don't if you don't know much about it is all those horses that are 20, 19, 18, 17, some of those that get out of the gate just as good as anybody else, they're all gonna sweep over to the left. And they have an easier that it's almost like some of them don't get over until the turns getting ready to happen and they just slide right in. And where these horses get pinched is, uh, is on the turn now, now that the auxiliary gates different. And, uh, so we'll see what happens, but verifying is a horse that's on my board. Is it on yours, Tuna or Travis nope. or no, not on there. Nope. Okay. He had a, a decent run in his last out and got second, but, uh, um,
1: when you're asking me if they're on my board, are you, is saying he like that, in your top five? No. Okay. He is a,
2: he is one of those horses that is a front-runner. I'm a person that thinks that horses that are out front that aren't closers, if it's a slow pace, are going to win the Kentucky Derby. It happens faster than you think. When they come around that turn, people are like, oh, no, there's a lot to go. You know what? There's not. I'm telling you, man, It, uh, it had, like I can just think of many of them. Medina Spirit. Uh, di- different horses where they're just, they make that turn authentic, makes that turn, here he comes. And before you know it, it's over. Uh, as Billy Pike would say, it's over.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but uh, but once you start getting into some of these these horses, like verifying, uh, I think we need to, we, we have talked about two fills a little bit, but that is a horse that's very interesting too.
0: And that's a horse that really just popped up on my radar in the last two days when I've really started digging in and doing some research. Um, I did not have that horse on my initial top five, but I do now. Right, I'm with you. Well, uh,
1: I think that's the thing about this this week and this race in particular is it's Tuesday right now. Um, when you listen to this, it'll be Wednesday. I'm going to change my mind probably 200 times before it gets to Saturday. No, as, I'm, as with I'm you. sure both of you in this room are. I'm with you. But yeah.
2: you said something about Pletcher that you're scared. Well, he's a Pletcher horse. Kings Barnes. Yeah, yeah. That, that
1: horse. 3-0. I'm not putting it lost. on there. but
2: I, You know, he's had three different jockeys and I, three I, wins. Yes, I actually oh,
1: saw that today. Yes, unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Uh, and this guy. He's a
1: muscular horse. Like, he's smaller than, than Forte, but he just looked like defined yeah, he is he is yeah. he's
2: not as ripped as uh forte but he is up there um and uh what i was gonna look at was uh his i think he has uh javier castellano is on him um uh, and that is a on,
0: on which horse
2: on on king's barns he just uh got it's... on him a couple days ago
0: jose ortiz oh
2: on Kingsbarns? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh that's r- right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's okay. Jose Ortiz. Okay. Jose Ortiz is on Kingsbarns. I'm Okay. Uh I, I for whatever reason Javier
0: Castellano is on Mage.
2: Mage. Okay. That's what See, I'm mixing these two horses up. That and they're t- and I mm-hmm. and I'm scared of both of them. Um Kingsbarns out of uh out of Justify. Or, no, out of Uncle Moe. But is he going to remind you uh, of Justify, the only horse to have done what Kingsbarn's going to try to do? One derby prep win, and let's see if he can do it. But he is a buzz-type horse. Um, only three races ran, and he will be out front, guys, I think, with Jace's Road. Mm-hmm. I think Kings Barnes will be out front a little bit. Derma Sotokake could be out. There we go. Uh what do you all think about the Japanese horse?
1: Love it.
0: I thought it was hilarious. The other day, uh Fred and I were in the uh in the media relations room on the backside, and they have a big board where they have all the horses and everything that they've done since they've been to Churchill downs
2: all their times and works (laughs) and, uh,
0: uh, and, and then at the bottom it says what they did their last time out in an actual race. And that particular horse, you know, the ones next to it would say, you know, uh, had all their splits 59 and then they had their splits and the quarters and everything. His just said, trotted in the chute for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so true because we watched him. I swear on Monday when we were on the backside, that horse just went down into the, the, for those that aren't familiar, uh, right past turn two at Churchill Downs, there's a big chute that uh, you can start races from. Right, of dirt. Just, and it's groomed like the track. And these Japanese horses just like to go down there and chill. Yeah. yeah. And they they go in circles sometimes. And, and it was, it was him and, the, you know, a couple of the other, but his was like three days in a row. It just said one hour in the shoot, <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Oh
2: yeah. Dude, the, look, folks and, and our guys and, and people that are listening to this are laughing. that has been on the backside, but. That horse is out there for 3 hours <laughs> on the track just like checking out stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and uh dude, I kid you not today I I'm I'm out there with my my buddy, my handicapping buddy uh Blazer and we're out there and we're standing on the the time deck there where you're watching and everyone's gone. Like there's the news crews are finishing up, they're leaving. And we're hanging out. Well, should we go get something at world famous Wagner's and get get some breakfast? And I'm like, it'll be packed. We'll never get in. And we're sitting there kind of chilling. And like, no more donuts, no more coffees ready. Everyone's. And uh, here comes Derma Sotokake. Walking past us, right next to us, <laughs> on the track with the big yellow uh, yellow Towel. saddle yeah. on him. And, he, and he's like looking at us. And I'm like, there you are again. <laughs> and it's like, oh my gosh. I don't have him in. I'm probably not going to bet him. I'm one of the guys that's not. But good luck to him.
1: By and, the way, uh, sired by a, the famous Mind Your Biscuits. There you go. Yes, it
2: would be a a crazy story if they were to break history and do that.
1: You
0: mentioned uh, Wagner's, and it it wouldn't be a Derby Week episode of this show without saying one of my favorite Derby traditions of the last several years is when Fred and I go to the backside, you go to Wagner's for breakfast after, Mm -hmm. and it never fails to deliver. And yesterday was no exception. It was packed in there. They got that tiny kitchen. We got to sit in the front, the original part, which I love to do. And uh, how they churn out that much food for that many people in that space and the time they do it is unbelievable. We are not getting paid for this. But uh, if you come to Louisville for the Kentucky Derby... Go to Wagner's and eat breakfast, folks. You will not be disappointed.
1: Even if you're just here for a regular race day at the track. Yeah, oh sure. Yeah, sure. There. They got everything there. Mm. They got
2: hats. They got uh, uh, secretariat stuff. They got a little gift shop connected there. All, the, awesome. all the stuff on the walls is legendary.
1: Um, There's just something about a place called a pharmacy that makes me think about a small town diner. Right. It's like right. every small town has the pharmacy and the diner and right. that's what Wagner's used to be a pharmacy right. now it's just a diner. But though I've never had a bad meal at one of those type no. of places. No. And you never will. No. No. You they, never I mean, will, And
2: you can get some good liniment oil there. <laughs> yes. for your knees yeah. tuna if, you're, yeah, if some, you want to uh, feel like secretariat one day yeah. put some of that on
1: i'm more of a corn husker uh oil kind of guy oh okay yeah crisco uh, yes fred do you have
0: uh you have a couple other thoughts maybe a couple of uh long out- shots outlying horses that maybe we haven't talked about or are we ready to move on and make our picks
2: well we also and and when we make our picks we'll make our Oaks pick too I don't think yes. we're, we won't do a full breakdown of that guys but uh obviously the Oaks is on Friday uh guys and uh it's another all the Phillies run all day long it's fantastic all the the your all your wives and all the ladies out there young and old have their hats on and and uh drinking the the uh not the mint julep Those but the lily the, the, the oak's lily, lily the oak's lily and it's a you uh, hopefully the rain holds off but it will not stop anyone folks no i'm telling you right now it will not stop out of towners and it will not stop locals for sure everyone knows where to get a poncho around town <laughs> trust me yeah, uh,
0: and, and don't already have them stocked. Well, it's usually you can, <laughs> if you park in someone's yard, there's somebody selling them for two dollars in a out of a cooler,
2: right? right. On your golf cart on ride Central in Central Avenue or whatever. That's right, get your golf cart ride right in. Uh, I do want to say that I, uh, if I'm looking for a couple long shots, guys, um, that are like, and I'm talking not fifty to one, but I'm talking thirty to one, could go up. Uh, that, that are my, that these are just me and I'm sure people have any, uh, some of these 50, my, uh, my mom, Pam is betting Sun thunder. That is her, uh, pick, uh, guys. But, uh, I do want to say something. We've mentioned Skinner, which I think is a, for good money that could be coming at the end. That's kind of a fresh horse. Uh, and I'm thinking disarm, uh disarm is a an interesting horse uh, it's my horse a late right there. yeah a late entry late, late kind of a later entry in a in a horse that's come along towards the end here a lot of people like I said were pointing him towards the belmont um but uh like we said earlier, he can get the distance and if there's any kinds of hiccups or a real fast pace among other closers like tap trice and and things like that. I think he will be coming at the end. And that's uh, a. Uh, Sun Thunder's also a. Uh,
0: that's a Steve Asmussen horse with uh, Joel Rosario up. Yeah, and good uh, luck
2: to Steve, uh, Steve Asmussen. Still I looking think for it, his first derby uh, yeah, win. Yeah, he, he is due. Um, you know, some of these guys. And then, you know, uh, I think a horse that's been overlooked a little bit. That is, I mean, he's had a second, a first, a second, and a fourth. Okay, against good co- competition, and he's got a great trainer and local trainer in Bill Mott. And that uh. is Rocket Can. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Rocket Can is a stalk, stalker or a closer. Um, a lot of he's adding blinkers. Uh, does he have more in the tank? Um, uh, you know, he was fourth in the Arkansas Derby, and everyone's like, eh, throw him out. But the other races he really ran hard, and I think that that is an interesting uh uh horse that that could be thirty or forty to one that you know that has only had one bad race <laughs> so uh what about you guys Tuna, you got anything for me
1: yeah long shot that i I kinda like is uh here sneaking in is del Romans horse cyclone mischief
2: okay is he in
1: um is he in as of not now? Not yet. Okay, not yet. Not yet. He's the well, next in. if he the gets ne- in, which that's probably, I, not gonna point, hey, probably not going to happen at this point. It's probably not going.
2: <laughs> are you No, no, yeah. no. Uh-huh. Hey, let me tell you something. Yeah. I if I'm if other people are listening, list our mm. uh, listeners that are my age, they will know of at least 2 to 3 favorites that have been scratched Absolutely. in the Derby. I'm talking maybe in the fives or the sixes, and I'm trying to think of one. Uh, I think Skipaway ended up running in the Derby,
0: or was he? There was just one in uh, the last five years that was the prohibited oh, favorite. That-
2: I was all over over Hell, a thousand words got uh, scratched uh two or uh, f- three minutes before the derby right yeah right. that's well, how i on, on mischief
1: finished. had like i mean he had a good run in the, in the fountain of youth finished third behind what forte and then uh He'll, what the florida derby finished third in that race also right. um the horse can move um i don't know i like that horse obviously a big dale romans guy but we all love dale um other than that man my, my long shot which you you laid him out was um this arm. i, I okay. really like that horse yeah so, are we going to do our top fours now? Is that what we're going to get into? Sure. Okay. Um, well, I'll
2: say go five.
1: Okay, five. Go um, five. Well, I, I like, you know, obviously, I, I got to put Tappet, Trice, and Forte into my top four. Right. Both those guys are there, or top five. Um, I like Disarm. I like the Japanese horse, Dermis Oh, uh, Say that again. I nailed it the first time. D- hey, no can I ask you to... a question? Do, so you, Gate. do you know so what?
2: Do you know what Sotokate means? It means mind your biscuits. was my daddy. Let me explain something to you. This is what it means. It is a sumo wrestling move.
1: Oh. I like it even more now. It's kind
2: of like, sweep the leg, Johnny!
1: I like it even more (laughs) now.
2: It is a... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, I wish we knew more about some of these horses. I don't get the local paper anymore and they used to do stories on each horse and all the little twists and yeah, turns trust and funny me, things the
0: local paper does not do that anymore. yeah
2: exactly we don't have to get into that but no um but like you know i would like to know what mage is and what it's about what <laughs> and yeah i guess
1: my fifth horse um uh, if we're gonna do the fifth horse um i'm probably gonna go practical move on that one Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um so, The
2: uh let's see here. Well no, okay, here's So those my, are my
1: five. Okay.
2: I'm gonna I think everyone knows mine already. I've been through mine is Forte, Angel of Empire practical move, tap it trice and verifying, and I'm gonna just try to throw Forte Angel of Empire and Trice up top. I'm going to put practical move verifying on the middle, and then I'm going to throw confidence game two fill or uh, two fills in there. Then I'm going to do confidence game and disarm and Skinner as my long shots on that bottom area. Those are the six or the
1: nine or what? Skinner sitting at what? Fifteen right. to I'm one. Going isn't he? One two
2: three, one two three, and one two three. Or sometimes people will do the rest of the field on that at the end, which is a smart move. Um, but uh, Travis, how about you?
0: I have Forte as my winner. Um, I have <clears throat> all of these horses are going to uh, be included in my exotic bets. Two fills, confidence game, practical move, Dermas Satagate, Satagake, <laughs> Satagake. <that> okay. <laughs> um, and I <laughs> also, <laughs> I also had. <laughs> disarm and rocket can as my nice two Dude, coming we're kind of coming hey guys we might that. all get rich together
1: i'm scared now that we're all on the same long shots
2: <laughs> well <laughs> that's gonna make for a little action
0: um, there. <laughs> quickly fred uh to,
2: to, hey next week we gonna go oh, i wanted uh we just did a little uh paper draw at the table <laughs> I, I want i want a hundred bucks
0: <laughs> uh just give me your uh, your uh, Oaks winning horse quickly. My Oaks
2: winning horse is South Lawn. South Lawn is my uh, Oaks horse with Ray Gutierrez riding. Uh, he's eight to one right now. And then uh, Botanical. I'm going four six South Lawn and Botanical, uh, and and I'm really not going to really bet anyone else uh on there i know
1: uh obviously wet paint is the uh strong favorite in that how about you tuna flying connection 100 percent winning this race and that's all i got to say about that
2: wow flying connection any connection to flying connection we
0: love airplanes <laughs> i have wonder wheel and of course, and I would uh, a big Oasis fan. I would ask, uh, <laughs> I would ask any of my Indiana listeners to uh, follow me in placing a wager on Hoosier Philly. Oh, which I course. have heard from people on the backside that uh, that is the horse to look at.
2: Is that Hoosiers in Georgia, Georgia, or is that Hoosiers in Philly? Oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh g- hey by the way Wonder Wheels also uh the toy with uh, Richard Pryor.
0: That Wonder it oh, it, is. Is. it, it is. is.
2: It is. It is. Remember, Wonder Wheel starts yeah. uh, deflating. God, what a
1: great movie.
0: <laughs> guys, I want to throw it around uh, quickly. Uh, How racist would that be if you look back on it now? <laughs> no, it was just... <laughs> anyway, let's go on. <laughs> we've gone uh, We've gone almost an hour and 40 minutes. We could probably go another hour. Oh, my Lord. Sorry, guys. We could guys. probably go another hour if we wanted to. Uh but uh, people are going to be listening to it on – it's it's Wednesday. It's, yes. it's a great day to listen to the show. That's why we did it this way. And thank you again for everybody that, that's listened. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, tell a friend. Uh, I'm going to throw it around the room quickly. Tuna,
1: final thoughts. Uh, just real quick, getting out of here, I want to congratulate Xander Bogarts for being the first uh, Major League Baseball player to hit a home run in four different countries okay i like that he hit hit one the other night in the uh mexico city game so that adds canada united states and england in the world baseball classic so cool uh, all right
2: fred i want to uh give a uh rip to wild on ice uh that was a horse that we loved uh we talked about the story was great we did i wish the best for their trainers and owners Uh, That was a terrible thing that happened, and we we really feel for them. And that was going to be one of the best stories. And I hope it is still a story that they can move on with and stuff. But uh, Wild on Ice. And then also, by the way, uh, Tyler Steen from the University of Alabama was also drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles, folks. (laughs) Roll Tide. Not all Georgia players. There's a Bama (laughs) player that got drafted
1: So the same team. It's going to be a nice locker room.
0: (laughs) Guys, uh, this was an awesome discussion tonight. Uh, Cannot wait for Friday and Saturday and Thursday for that matter um, as we uh, gear up towards Kentucky Derby 149. Uh, Again, follow us on social media. Uh, Give us a like. If you enjoy the show, let a friend know. Um, Check out our Facebook pictures. Yeah, and we will be back here regular time next week to break down the Derby and everything else that's happening in sports for the big fella, the tuna country Matt Kempf, and the fabulous one Freddie Benders. This is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody. Thank you.